Hello, and welcome to the Burnout Proof Your Biz podcast. On today's episode, we are switching things up. So it's episode 50. Guys, we made it to 50. And I brought my business coach, Monica Woodhams, in to interview me for a change. So she's here to do what I normally do with the guests. Um, So she's going to ask me a ton of questions. You guys have heard Monica before. She was on an earlier episode, and she shared all about how to get started with podcasting and how to pitch yourself to other podcasts. If you haven't listened to that episode and you've been thinking about podcasting, go find it and listen to it. I'll link it for you in the show notes. Um, But Monica is here today to interview me. So we're going to dive in and she's going to get started asking me all the questions. Some of them are the ones that you guys asked me on Instagram. So don't worry if you sent me your question, it will be answered today. All right, so let's dive in. Today's episode of the Burnout Proof Your Biz podcast is brought to you by CBF Strategy Sessions. What these are are one hour, no contract, no commitment sessions where we hop on a video call and I help you with whatever you need, whether it is figuring out some workflow systems or whether it is teaching you how to use some of the business tools that you're currently using but feel a little lost about, or helping you figure out how to automate a few things so that you can get some of the tedious work off of your plate. Whatever it is that you need, I wanna be there to help you. So to get started, you can head on over to chelseabfoster.com forward slash strategy sessions to sign up for your very own no commitment, no contract strategy session. And as an added bonus, if you use the code podcast listener, I will go ahead and give you $50 off that strategy session. Again, that's code podcast listener. All right, head on over to the website to get started today. Welcome to the burnout proof your biz podcast, where we explore how you can give yourself permission to run your business and live your dream life on your own terms. You started your business to have more freedom. Let's help you find it. I'm your host, Chelsea B. Foster. Let's dive into today's topic. All right, so um, like you mentioned in the intro, we're kind of turning the tables here, and now this is Monica, by the way, and I'll introduce myself in a second. I know in the intro kind of covers, but basically I'm interviewing Chelsea today, so I'm really excited about that, but um, just to like quickly touch on it, I've been working with Chelsea for quite some time now, and so I feel like I'm really excited to do a little interview and hopefully I don't ask um, any questions that you don't want me to, Chelsea, but <laughs> I think we're just going to go all in for it. Yeah, no, I'm an open book today, so. Good. <laughs> so, okay, as y'all know, Chelsea usually starts her interviews with tell me and tell us about who you are, what you do, and how you got here. So I know y'all are familiar with Chelsea, of course, and she shares bits and pieces of her story throughout each episode, but I think it's going to be cool to kind of have that all concise in one place. So Chelsea, to kick it off, how about you start with where you are now and who, who Chelsea is today? Yeah, so... I guess where I am now, this is such a hard question. I know, I know. <laughs> Ripping I know off the I answer this on all of the other interviews that I do, but it, it feels different here on my podcast. Yeah. Um, so where I am today is, so I am a business coach and over the last year, you guys have heard my whole entire story before how I used to design wedding invitations and even further back, I used to be a high school teacher, but over the last year, 
Um, I have run Chelsea B. Foster and it's been a year and a couple months now. Um, and my business has changed quite a bit since I started and it's been so exciting to see it shift and move. And so today I am focused mainly on business coaching and running group programs to help other small business owners, especially females, really figure out their systems, organize their businesses, and actually start having fun with their business again, because we get so swept up in the hustle and in the daily grind and all these things that we think should be on our to-do list. And really like half those things shouldn't be on your list to begin with. Um, and so I really come in and I help you figure out, okay, well, what things can we take off your list? What things can we outsource that, you know, need to stay on the list somewhere? but you don't have to be doing them. Um, and can we outsource that to a person? Can we outsource that to a computer? Um, and then what things can we do to help you realign your business so that you actually enjoy it and you have fun? Um, and we do that through systems and through just mindset work. And it's so much fun. I just, yeah. So that's where I am today. I love it. And I love how you can just hear the enthusiasm when you're talking about that. And I think that that says so much. But I have a little feeling that there might be someone out there who's like, oh my gosh, how can I feel that enthusiastic about my business? And I think one of the cool things about your story shows that, you know, there are ebbs and flows to it, right? And it's oh, just absolutely. about finding the path to get there. So yes, like you sound so excited and it's like you finally found like that flow spot in your business, but you weren't always there, right? No, I wasn't. I feel like your journey in the past to get here was necessary to be where you are today. Um, yes and no. I think that obviously, you know, the universe has plans and it puts me in the exact right spot every single day. Um, and so yes, in that sense, it was necessary. No, in the sense that had I been more aware of these things earlier on, I could have gotten to this place a lot earlier. Um, and that's not to say that I have all good days. You guys can go back and listen to, I think it was episode 46, 40, maybe 46, mm -hmm. that sounds right. um, yeah. where I talked about not feeling inspired on that day. And you know, that was two weeks ago, guys, <laughs> like, <laughs> So, you know, that, that real up and down roller coaster ride that everyone tells you entrepreneurship is, but we all kind of hide behind. It's real. It happens every day. And you're going to go through those times where you have uninspired moments and where you feel really down and like you're not connected to anything and anyone, but then you're going to turn a corner and literally my corner turned 24 hours after I recorded that episode. And I was just like, boom, I felt inspired again. I felt connected again. Um, and yeah, so I think that really making sure that you know that I'm here today, but two weeks ago I was at a lower point and that's okay. And you are going to have those ups and downs and you're going to make it through it. And that is part of the journey. Um, but again, I think knowing and recognizing that I was in this valley and that I didn't have to stay there helped me get out of it a lot faster than I had in the past and helped me recognize that something was wrong almost immediately that I was not aligned with whatever I needed to be doing and feeling in my business and helping my clients with in their businesses. Um, and so going back to your question, yes, I think it was necessary because I needed to take those steps myself 
to get here. However, I do think that if you open yourself up and really pay attention, you can recognize the signs a lot earlier and make progress towards meeting your true, fully empowered self today a lot faster. Totally. So in the early days before you you know, had the awareness that you have now, both in terms of self-awareness and also awareness in your business and what it takes to um, keep it going in a way that feels good. What are the first few things that you started to do in order to start gaining that awareness, in order to start opening up more doors, so to speak, for what life kind of has to offer for you? Yeah. So I had always, even when I started my business, I started it knowing that it probably wasn't going to be where I was going to end up. And so like the whole time I was running my wedding invitation business, yes, I was good at it. And yes, wedding invitations are beautiful and they're fun to design, but it wasn't fulfilling all of my creative needs. It wasn't, I didn't get to talk to people most days. Like my husband would come home and I would be alone and lonely. And I would just talk his ear off for like an hour and he'd be like, Chelsea, I've been talking to people all day. (laughs) I need you to stop. (laughs) And so like I knew early on that something was missing, but I didn't really know what. And so I started looking at, okay, who are the leaders in my field and in my little zone that I can look to and learn from? And it was really interesting. So I was in a mastermind at the time and it was for the wedding industry. And I loved that mastermind. I learned a lot. However, still at the end, I was like, you know, this wedding industry stuff still isn't right for me. Like I gave it my all and there's still something missing. And I remember at the end thinking, okay, I need someone else to help me. And I'm not exactly sure what I need help with, but I know I need someone to help me with something in my business. And I need help figuring out like what that next step is for me. And literally the next day I had an email from Monica and (laughs) she was running a free webinar on four steps for something. I don't remember what I think overwhelm overwhelm procrastination. Maybe I don't remember. It was for about, yeah. It's like basically like feeling paralyzed in your business. Yeah. And I remember even before the end of the webinar, I was like, sign me up for the consultation. Yes, please. (laughs) Like, and like the money part was super overwhelming and scary at the time, Mm -hmm. but I knew that I needed help with this area, that mindset piece and figuring out, okay, what do I actually want to be doing? And so I think that first step is just recognizing that something's missing and then going and finding someone and being open to the universe, bringing that person to you. And I kid you not, it was like the next day after I realized I needed more help. And that email was in my inbox and I watched the webinar, I think less than 24 hours after that. And yeah, it was just, yeah, so it happened super fast. So. It did. It did. It all happened so fast, but it just shows how ready you were to take action and, you know, how powerful it can be to just take that action. Like, regardless of what even the outcome is going to be, like, it's felt on my end super empowering for you to just commit to yourself on that level, to just commit to the call and even just like talk about it. Exactly. And just like take a step for Mm -hmm. so long in my life, I have been a perfectionist and I still am, and I'm still working on letting go of perfection, but 
I remember that year in particular, I was focusing on, okay, let's just take a couple steps in some direction and just go for it. And that has helped so much in my business just to take a step. It doesn't have to be a big one. It can be a tiny one, but just take a step in a direction and see if that's the right direction. And if it's not, you can take a step back. Like that's fine, but you're never going to know until you take that step. Yeah. And another thing that I think is important to touch on when we kind of talk about that phase in your business is there was obviously the intention of being like, okay, it's time to get this business moving and grooving and all of that. I can't believe I just said that, but (laughs) like, you know, progressing forward, but also it was a high stress point in your life. And a decision had to be made when we started working together. What is the true priority right now? Is it getting your life in order and getting the stress, like, you know, taking care of yourself, making sure stress isn't what's taking over your life um, in both business and in personal life, or is it growing the business? And I think that right from the beginning, deciding to prioritize your personal life is what set everything else in motion for the business to fall into place in the way that it needed to. So like in hindsight, now thinking about that, do you feel like it was a conscious decision to be like, okay, let's first focus on like figuring out my personal life. So I have a schedule that can actually let me take care of me or kind of when you reflect back on that, what comes up for you? Um, So I don't think that it was necessarily a conscious decision. I knew that the mindset piece was missing from my life just in general, um, that I was not thinking about my business very well and that balance piece very well. And so I wanted, like, I am a workaholic also, and I knew I already saw the signs of myself burning out again. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to get there. And if you guys have listened to my story, you know that when I was a teacher, I burned out and I didn't even know it until we moved to California and I stopped doing anything. Um, I actually think I probably burned out in college and like looking back, I probably was burned out in college and didn't realize it, but then just kept moving, kept going in my career. Um, and so I saw those signs again and I saw that I was working from like 8am whenever I got out of bed, I literally would roll out of bed go sit at my computer and work all day and go to bed at like midnight, 2 a.m. And it was not fun for me. That was not the life that I wanted. I was like, why, why am I doing this? I'm not making a ton of money. I could go back to my hourly job and yeah, I would hate it, but I would be making money and I would still have free time in the evening. So like I knew that I needed that mindset piece to really shift my business, but I didn't really look at it from a, it's going to help my life too. Mm -hmm. perspective until probably was it February, January, the next year. Um, so like one full year ago from now was when I really realized that I have to get my life together before I can get my business to work. Cause I'd already been working at my business for five months at that point, um, behind the scenes and then officially Mm -hmm. launched for a month. And it was not working yet. Like it still felt like a struggle. Like things were not falling into place the way that I wanted them to, even though I knew that this was what I was supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. Um, at that point I had 
just gotten back from spending an entire month taking care of my grandma in and out of the hospital um, in Arizona. And then I had found out that my dad had a stroke and I was flying back to Missouri and spending a month and a half there taking care of him after the stroke. And I knew that something had to change, like something about me had to change. Like my business was good. It was there and it was ready to accept people, but I didn't have the bandwidth or the emotional bandwidth even to take on many clients and to serve them the way that I wanted to be serving them. And so at first, no, it was unconscious. Um, but about what, six months after we started working together, then definitely I was like, okay, I, I have to start working on me first. Yeah. For sure. What advice do you have for someone who's not sure if they need to prioritize the personal side of things first or the business side of things first? Always the personal, 100%. What, especially because you are running your own business, you are infused in your business. And if you are not in a good place, then your business is not in a good place, period. So you definitely need to prioritize your own mental health, your own having fun in life, even like you need to enjoy life so that you can enjoy your business. And that means cutting your hours. Maybe it means taking a pay cut for a little bit while you work on finding that balance and raising your prices, but you need to find the balance and be able to enjoy your life first and then your business will follow. What's been the hardest part for you when it comes to prioritizing yourself? Oh gosh just prioritizing myself period. Like I have, I'm the type of person. So I took my Enneagram a couple months ago because you know, everyone's doing that now <laughs> and um, no surprise. I am a number two, which is a helper. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, for my whole life, I've always put other people in front of me and taking care of their needs first. And so for me to put myself first, for a long time, I felt very, very guilty about that. And it was, I had this inner struggle and I felt like I shouldn't be doing that. I was, be, I was doing something wrong by putting myself first. And so I, a year ago, almost to the day, I started working with a therapist and you guys have heard me talk about her. I love working with a therapist and I doubt I will ever stop in my entire life because it just, it makes everything so much easier. Um, but she has helped me really learn that taking care of myself has to come first before I can take care of anyone else. And that it's not selfish. It's just making sure that I can be my true and full self whenever I am taking care of other people. Yeah. When going through this um, transition, I think that especially as someone who really loves helping people and that's kind of their default. One fear that might come up is what are people going to think if suddenly I'm putting myself first? Did you have that fear? Absolutely. And I still have that fear. Um, it's something that always creeps up and you're always wondering, well, um, like, do they think that I am ignoring them? Like what what do they think? What do they think of me? And it's, it's been interesting to kind of learn how to let go of what I think that they're thinking, because it's never really what they're actually thinking. It's just my own personal like baggage that I am piling on top of their thoughts. Um, and so, yeah, that guilt 
And that feeling of like, I don't know what they're going to think is still there. But at the same time, most people aren't watching you as closely as you think. So if you need to take a break from Instagram, take a break from Instagram. You can hop back in a week or two later. And I guarantee you, most people won't even know that you were gone. (laughs) It's so true. It's, it feels kind of sad, but it is so true. And I think that especially with being such an online space right now, we're so focused on showing up every day and doing the things. And we get like back in our middle school mentality that everyone is watching us and really Mm -hmm. like people are watching, but they're not watching that close. No, they don't have time. No. I mean, it's like, think about how you use Instagram and you know, all the times that we're just standing in line waiting like for a table at a restaurant and we're just like flipping through Instagram and, you know, like it'll say that like we watch someone's story, but really we just like flipped through for a second. Mm-hmm. So like there's even like so much of that. Exactly. And like you just have to really believe what's going to resonate is going to resonate with the right person and what doesn't, that's okay. Yep. Absolutely. hundred percent. And I think like realizing it's okay if you need to step away for a little bit. It's okay if you need to shift and go do something different. Like give yourself that permission to do whatever you need to do so that you can take care of yourself and really be present and show up for your clients. Because at the end of the day, I'm not showing up for my followers. I love you all, but I want to be present and show up in the best possible way for my current and future clients. Totally. So on that note, um, talking about, you know, showing up, showing up consistently is one of the hardest things to do in business, I would say. And the longer that you're in business, the more likely you are in business still is because you did show up consistently. (laughs) Like that's kind of the name of the game at the end of the day is consistency. So For you, someone who now really believes in the power of preventing burnout, making sure that you have time for yourself, how do you prioritize consistency in your business and consistently showing up? So first off, you have to set realistic expectations. So for me, especially on social media, consistently to me is four to five times a week, I'm posting on stories. And at least two times a week, I am posting on my feed. And I picked the two times per week, because that's how often the podcast goes out. So I know at least twice a week, I already have content ready, I just have to push it out. Um, Mm -hmm. And so for in that respect, I just, I want to set those expectations that aren't super overwhelming, that are easy to meet even on the bad weeks. So on the weeks when I'm stressed out, on the weeks when I have meetings back to back to back, I can still meet those expectations of consistency for myself. Um, And on the other weeks, if I want to go above and beyond and I'm feeling awesome and I'm rocking it and like content feels amazing, then I have that option to go ahead and post more. But I don't want to pigeonhole myself into thinking I have to post this many times a week. I have to be doing this. I have to be doing that. No. No. Like there are some must do's in my business and those are the things that I prioritize consistency on and all the rest. It's just bonus stuff. Yeah. So let's say I'm sitting here and I'm like, oh, 
I haven't been consistent lately. And I know Chelsea says that I should like set reasonable goals or expectations, but I don't even know what a reasonable expectation is. Like, what would you, where would you tell me to start? How would you tell me to like kind of start playing around with X many posts a week, for example? Yeah. So I always recommend starting with one to two. If you are like very inconsistent, you feel like social media is a struggle. You never know what to post. Just start with one to two a week. Make that your goal. If you feel awesome and you want to post extra, cool. But start with one to two a week and get yourself a social media scheduler. I love later for this because it allows me to schedule in advance. I can save all my hashtags in there. I can say like go write all of my captions ahead of time if I want to. And I can post to my stories um, as well. So I can schedule out different graphics for my stories too, not just for my feed. Um, so start with one to two, always start small and build up. Um, if you've been following the podcast for a long time, you know, I started one per week and I even think the first month we did one every other week, just yeah. while I was learning and figuring out the system. And as I felt ready, we added more and I don't think I'll ever go up to three per week until I have a whole team working on the podcast, like a giant team, <laughs> I team already. <laughs> it's still sometimes we're like, ah, two's a lot. <laughs> um, so I just think start small and you can build. Um, the worst thing is to start out high with your expectations and then not be able to meet them consistently. And then you feel bad about yourself, but always start small because then you're going to be able to get that momentum going. You're going to feel good about yourself because you are being consistent and forget comparing yourself because your consistent does not mean that you need to match anyone else's consistent and you never know what's going on behind the scenes in their businesses. Um, so like, for instance, I used to compare myself to Jenna Kutcher all the time and mm -hmm. she has a giant team guys. Like it is not just her. And I was comparing my one woman shop to this girl that had a whole team and giant business running like, and yeah. I know you do it too. We all do it. So yeah. just remember don't compare yourself to anyone else. You never know what's going on behind the scenes. Start small and you can build up from there. It's so true. I think that that's such, such powerful advice because again, like you said, we all do that. And no matter what stage you are at in your business, it happens. Um, I think it was, I think it might've been Rachel Hollis. And she said that even like today, she will compare herself to a team of like a hundred people. Right. Yeah. And so it doesn't matter what scale of business you're in. Like you're like, you always have that tendency of there's more that needs to be done. There's more that can be done. How are they doing more than me? Yeah. And, and we also have the tendency to look at, okay, I'm at this level. I'm going to start following people that are at that next level. Yeah. And so the people that you're following are doing all the things. And so you forget that they were where you were a year, yeah. two years ago, and you will get there, but it's not going to happen overnight. Yeah. And I think that's why masterminds are so powerful is because it is important to also be surrounded by people who are in a similar stage as you. Exactly. Exactly. So how has being in a mastermind supported you in your business? 
Oh man. So my first mastermind that I ever did was that one in the wedding industry and it was fantastic. I learned how to have an accountability partner, how to keep myself accountable to setting and meeting goals, um, how to show up every day and actually work on things that mattered in my business. Um, I've been able to brainstorm with people and really get deep in my business with people that are in the same place. So they understand. Um, so for instance, the mastermind that I'm in right now, a couple of us are launching group programs this year, new group programs. And yesterday on our call, we were hashing out some details on, well, how do we go about doing this one aspect of launching that? What does that look like? What's it look like for you? What's it look like for me? And oh my gosh, what about this idea? What about that idea? Mm -hmm. And it's just been fun to have it's like when you were in college and you had that study group, it's like that feeling of those people that you can lean on and you're like, I don't understand this thing. Explain it to me. Like, help me figure it out. I don't know how to solve this problem. And they're there for you. They know exactly what you're going through because they're going through it too. And it's just an amazing support system. Yeah. It's, it's really a cool thing. And for you know, there's haters that talk about masterminds like, oh my gosh, like, why are you paying to like basically have friends? But to that, I say that is the same exact argument that people used to say about sororities mm -hmm. and any other club or organization that you join, right? It's yeah. just like, there's always going to be some sort of someone kind of like pulling that card and you know, there's, there's something really cool about showing up and making a commitment to something with other people. It's like, yeah. you're all just making that same commitment of how this is important to you. And honestly, that keeps everyone in the mastermind so much more accountable, so much more eager to be there. And, um, yeah, I found masterminds to be so, so helpful. Absolutely. And I, I really do get the same feeling from them as I did in college with college courses. Mm -hmm. And just like when I was in school, I was learning how to be a teacher. I wasn't the best teacher possible. I was still learning and I needed that extra help. And so same thing in my business. I still am not the best at business. I still need to learn from other people and I need that support system to help me be able to get through those challenging days and those challenging problems, like launching a new group program. Like it doesn't happen overnight and you don't magically, like whenever I decided I wanted to launch this, I didn't magically get all the information and know exactly what I needed to do. No, it takes a lot of thought and a lot of effort to go ahead and plan that. And you need some help behind the scenes, someone there patting you on the back saying you can do this and helping you work through any of the little struggles that you come up against. Totally. For someone who's like, okay, I'm sold on the mastermind idea, but how do I find one? What advice do you have for them? Definitely look at the outcomes that that mastermind is going to help you get. Um, don't ever, and this is my advice, for any educational opportunity, whether it is a webinar or a course that you're thinking of, or whether you're looking at a mastermind or hiring a business coach, look at what they're going to do for you and never purchase something just because you feel like you're going to miss out. 
Mm, I love that. Really trust that the right opportunities are going to come along at the right moment. And if so, just for example, Pinterest, I don't do much on Pinterest yet. It has not been a priority for me. And I know that's probably something that some people would say is a mistake, but for me, I just haven't prioritized that because I just didn't. There were other things I wanted to learn. And so I have let lots of Pinterest courses fall through my email and just get archived automatically because I'm not ready to learn that yet. However, when I am ready to learn it, I want to go seek out the best people in the industry to teach me how to do Pinterest right. That's how you're going to look at your mastermind. What do you need to learn today? How are you going going to get there and go find a mastermind that's going to teach you how to get there? I love that. I think that's such a powerful thing to say because the FOMO is real. Like, especially like when people are good at marketing, they can really make you feel like, oh my God, am I missing out on this thing that is going to change my life? Even though my gut tells me now's not the time. Yep. Absolutely. And I, I can't tell you the number of courses that I bought my first year in business that I still have yet to look at. Just because I thought they're yeah. only launched once a year, I'm going to need this. I don't know what I'm doing in my business and I'm going to need to learn this, this, and this, but I wasn't ready to learn it at the time. And so those courses have just sat there and yeah. Yeah, I could go back and watch them, but I'm not going to, cause that information is probably outdated by now. Cause that was what, four years ago. <laughs> yeah. And it's crazy how outdated things get. Oh, really I know. Fast. Um, but yeah, so I truly just think your money is better spent by looking at what do I need to learn today, finding someone that can teach you that and purchasing whatever it is that they're offering, whether it's a course or a webinar or a mastermind or private coaching, whatever it is that you need, like go for that and go at the level that you need. If you're not ready for a mastermind, then don't do a mastermind, just do a course. If you're ready for that extra level of accountability and, um, sisterhood really, then go ahead and sign up for a mastermind. If you're ready for that one-on-one support and you need someone to help you with your business in particular, go ahead and get a private coach. Do whatever you need to do in your business right now to support you right now. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So good. So I want to shift gears for a second. And we talked a lot about the online world, right? But for you, I think one of the things that really sticks out or stands out about you is how you also really put in time and effort in cultivating your in-person community Mm -hmm. and how you have seen that in-person community really support you and also make the networking connections to keep growing your business. And one thing that stands out in particular is how when you go to meetings in person, when you meet new people and you start to talk in person about what you do, or actually you talk to them about how you can help them in a genuine way, like you're not pitching yourself, like you're just really just telling them, oh, did you know you can do X, Y, Z, how you have always felt so much more empowered and energized after those moments. So tell me about why 
it's so important for you, even though you have an online business, to be out there in person meeting with people. Yeah. So I'm a human and (laughs) we, (laughs) I mean, it sounds really simple, but we need human interaction and human contact. Like you need to be in the same room in the same space as other humans and talking and sharing about your lives and yourselves. So like, it's as simple as that, that just for that simple reason, you need to be out networking, whether you call it networking or you're going and having a coffee chat with someone or you're just deciding, okay, I'm going to meet this other friend that I have that lives in my area. We're going to go to a coffee shop and sit next to each other and work. Like whatever you're doing, like you need to get out and get around other people. Because if you sit at home and stare at your computer by yourself all day, every day, you are going to get lonely. You're going to get depressed and you're going to hate your life and you're going to hate work. Mm -hmm. So just for the fact that you need to, like, you need that interaction piece you need to go to a networking event or a community event, whatever it is. And it doesn't have to be business related. It can be whatever fun, um, like meetup. I, I don't know. Does meetup still do things? Meetup.com. I think they, so. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. That's how I made friends when I first moved here. Um, but that was seven years ago now. <laughs> um, so like whatever it is, like you just need to get out and have that human interaction. But if you do choose to go to business community events, such as the Rising Tide Society's Tuesday Together or your chamber events or other um, small business networking events that are in your area, just do a quick Google search. There are thousands of them. I promise you there are so many. Even if you're out They're there, nowhere, yep. they are there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so even if it's, if you do go for business though, you're going to start having conversations and someone's going to be talking about something and you're like, oh, I know how to help you. And you can help them figure that out no matter what it is. Or you'll say, I know someone you need to talk to and you're going to get excited and it's going to re-energize you about your business because when we sit and we do like all the in bit, when we sit (laughs) in our business too much, we're focusing too much on exactly what we're doing for our clients all the time, all the back end stuff that needs to happen to make our business run we get a little fatigued and we forget about that excitement piece. Mm -hmm. And it's really fun to just go talk to other business owners, period. Yeah, it's so true. And what would you say though, if someone's like, well, I'm an introvert, I'm scared to go to an event by myself, whatever, you know, whatever's probably coming up for someone right now, because, and I say that because that's been me. I've had moments where I'm like, oh, I would totally go to this, but I don't want to go by myself. Yep. No, I was the same way. So my first Tuesdays Together meeting, I was terrified. I remember I was talking to my sister on the phone and I pulled up and I was like an hour early to the meeting because I was so nervous. I didn't want to be (laughs) late. And I like drove, it was at a park. And so I drove around the park and tried to find, okay, where are they meeting? And I parked and I talked to my sister and like the closer that the meeting time came, the more my heart started to race. And I was sweating and just like totally lost in anxiety about meeting new people and feeling like I was going to be the odd one out. And I made myself get out and go do it. First of all, I put on some essential oils because I needed them at the moment. Valor (laughs) is my favorite for stressful moments when you just you need a shield. 
Um, and so I put some on, smelled it for a little bit, and then I made myself get out of the car. And here's the important part. You have to make yourself take action because if you sit there, nothing's going to change. Nothing yeah. will change if you stay in your car. So make yourself get out of the car, walk in and introduce yourself to someone because they are going to be your new best friend and just say, hi, say I'm new. I don't know what I'm like. I'm brand new here. I don't know really how this meeting goes, but I just wanted to say hi and let you know I'm here. I'm so excited to be here. And that's it. Like people, if they've been there before, they're going to welcome you in. They're going to explain how everything goes. If they're new, they're going to say, I'm new too. And be yep. so excited because they're not the only new person. <laughs> yep. I, and, that is like my go-to. I always look for the other new person and then just like make them be my new best friend. Exactly. Exactly. And it does get easier. The more you go and do these things, especially if you're going to the same group, you're going to start recognizing people and they're going to start recognizing you. And before long, you're going to have best friends in that group. And it's going to be like getting together with your friends instead of a business networking meeting. I agree. And I also think it is such a practice thing. And that, like you said, the more you do it, the easier it gets. But also if you stop doing it for a little bit, it kind of feels like starting over again and you, the nerves come back in. So if you can make that a regular habit, I think that that is the best way to, you know, stay consistent and making Absolutely. sure that those old fears don't creep back in because they will and that's okay. And you'll remember, okay, wait, I overcame this already. I can overcome it again. Mm-hmm. But the more consistent you can be in it, the more you really harness that skill and it is a skill like networking is totally a skill yeah and I think if you remember that you're going into this to build relationships you're not going in to these meetings to sell yourself you're not going in to sell your services you're going in to make friends Mm -hmm. that is the point of doing this is you need other business friends in your life and if you remember that, it gets a lot less scary because you're going in to build relationships. You're not going in to sell anything. You're not going to be there trying to pitch them on your services and convince them that they need something. No, you're going in just to be yourself and to genuinely build some new relationships with people in your area. Absolutely. Um, The other thing I wanted to mention is that, and this happens pretty much every month, the day of the meeting comes and I feel like I don't want to go like, oh my gosh, I have to drive. I have to like get in my car. I haven't been in my car all week. I have to put on makeup and like kind of look presentable. Those thoughts are the thoughts that are holding me back. Like I, whenever I feel like I'm trying to convince myself that it's okay to stay home and not go to my networking meeting, that is when it's a red flag that I need to get out and talk to people. Um, And so really making sure that even when you want to stay home, like you don't let yourself, you don't let yourself off the hook. And even if you're only going to one a month, just go do it. You're gonna love it. And you're gonna thank yourself at the end of the night and the next day because you went out and you got some human interaction. Yep. A hundred percent. So To kind of wrap this up, I want to do some like rapid fire questions for you. So are you ready? 
I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Makes you a little scared. <laughs> no, you're good. What is the best thing that happened to you in your business this week? Oh, this week I started with two new clients and my first meeting with one of them was like literally one of the best coaching calls I have ever had of my life. And it was just, it was amazing. I got off that. And I think I even messaged you as soon as I got off the call Mm -hmm. and told you how great it was and just how connected I felt with her and how much she accomplished in that 90 minute session. Like it was, I was blown away. I had so many notes from it. She had so many notes from it um, and tons of action items to follow up on in the next two weeks until our next call. I love it. Okay. Next one is what's your favorite thing that banjo does? Oh gosh. That would probably be when I'm having a bad day and he comes over and he gives me that mom, it's okay. Look and put this ball on my leg. And he's like, can I come give you a kiss? And he'll crawl up <laughs> on my chest and give me kisses. And I mean, who can be mad when a dog is giving you kisses? Right? Like, you can't. Oh my gosh. That is so cute. It's the best. Okay. Especially if he's just had a What's... haircut. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, the cutest. Um, what is your ideal date night with Wade? Ooh, that's a good one. It depends on the mood. So if we're both like maxed out on people, um, which happens a lot because we're both introverts. Um, then the ideal date is snuggling on the couch and watching Netflix all night. And if we're not maxed out on people, then just going out to a fun restaurant and having a delicious meal because there's a thousand amazing restaurants around here. I love it. Who is the last person that you texted? Ooh, <laughs> let's look. I think it's my mom today. Yeah, it was my mom. We're planning oh, a trip to New York City. <laughs> so, um, yeah, she's the last one that I texted back. <laughs> Let me just say that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then the last one is, what are you craving for dinner tonight? Ooh. Even if you're not going to have it, what is like, really sounding good Um, that is a good question I don't know I'm not really craving anything right now um maybe a burger probably a burger I mean that sounds delicious yeah okay and actually I have one more that I forgot yeah favorite thing to bake at the moment it's always cookies. I love baking cookies. What kind? I like baking anything actually. So like if you have a recipe you want me to bake, send it to me. Right. <laughs> um, cookies. Test kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> cookies. Um, chocolate chip. I have this homemade recipe that is actually <laughs> my husband's mom's family recipe. Oh my gosh. It's so good. It's just, the best. it takes forever, but it's so good. Why, why does it take forever? Is that part of the secret? It's part of the secret. Uh-huh. It actually doesn't take forever, but it's like from scratch. So Right, right. Like it takes longer than opening a box and adding some water. <laughs> Do you have your own secret recipe that you'll pass on to your kids? Um, so I've made some modifications to this recipe that I will okay. pass on to them. 
Um, but I'm sure by the time we have kids, some of my pie recipes will be modified enough that they're considered secret recipes. So, cause I also love baking pies, like mm-hmm. baking pies enough that Wade got me a pie book for Christmas. It's a recipe book of all <laughs> pies. Um, so yeah, those are the two, my two favorite things are my chocolate chip cookies and then pies in general, any kind of pie. Amazing. And when are we going to be seeing more of your love of baking? Oh, <laughs> so we've, <laughs> we kind of overdid it at the holidays last year and Wade and I both like gained like 10 pounds each. And so the beginning part of the year, we were like, we have to stop eating so many sweets. So I had to quit baking because we don't have offices to share. <laughs> so we eat That's true. the entire pie or That's the entire so batch of cookies. <laughs> mm-hmm. I stopped one baking. Hazard. <laughs> yeah. I used to bake all the time when I had roommates. And then when I lived by myself, I had to stop. Yeah. Yeah. It's so sad, but I, know. I mean, yeah, I just, and it's hard. Cause like, I want to share it with the neighbors, but I don't know, are they gluten-free right. are they allergy? Like, so it's really hard these days to bake and not feel obligated to eat the entire thing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so probably so in the true. spring again. Perfect. Yeah. We'll be on the lookout for it. Yay. <laughs> okay. Are there, is there anything else that like you feel like you want to share with the world today in celebration of hitting 50 episodes on the podcast? I mean, I just want to thank all of you that have listened and continue listening because without you, I could not have done the podcast. Like it would have gone away very early. So thank you so much for listening. Thanks for always sending me your ideas and letting me know if there's ever anyone you want to bring on the podcast. Um, Thank you to all of the guests that have come on. You guys have poured your heart and soul into my audience. And I just, I can't thank you enough for doing that. Um, So just thank you guys so much. I feel so honored to be able to bring this to you and to share a little bit of my world with you every single week. So thank you. Yay. Congratulations, Chelsea. (laughs) Thanks. You did it. I'm so excited for you. I love it. Okay. It was lovely switching roles and I hope y'all enjoyed the interview with Chelsea. Yeah. Thank you so much for interviewing me, Monica. Of course. Oh my goodness, guys. That was so amazing. Thank you, Monica, for coming on and interviewing me and asking such amazing questions. I hope you loved today's episode. And as usual, I'm going to leave you with a permission slip because I can't let you get out of here without one. So your permission slip today is to give yourself permission to listen to your intuition and take action based on that. So I really want you to listen to what you need in your business right now and go find the people, go find the resources that are going to help you learn that thing. And I really want you to let go of FOMO because you're not missing out. I promise you, you are not missing out. FOMO, it's just a feeling we get because we're letting jealousy jump in. We, or comparison, we don't actually need that stuff. So really let yourself listen to your intuition and listen to what you need to learn right now and go find those resources. If that means you need to unsubscribe to some emails, do that. If that means you need to unfollow some people on Instagram, do that. But I really want you to focus on spending your time, energy, and money on learning the things that you need for right now, not the things that you fear you're going to miss out on. 
All right. Thank you guys again for listening. And thank you for listening each and every week. I could not have done this podcast without you. And we would not have made it to episode 50 without you. So thank you so, so much for joining me each and every week twice a week to listen to the podcast. Um, I do want to give a special shout out to my team that helps me put together the podcast. So Monica Woodhams, she interviewed me here today. Um, she not only is my business coach, but she also does all of the editing, um, and all of my PR work for the podcast. So to the guests, thank you guys so much for coming on. Monica is the one that reached out to you. Um, If you're interested in being a guest on the podcast, let me know. Go ahead and email podcast at chelseabfoster.com. Those emails are going to go straight to Monica so she can um, make sure that you get scheduled on the upcoming calendar. Um, But thank you to Monica for always being there, for encouraging me to start this podcast, um, to take a leap of faith and try something new that I had never thought of. This has been one of the best things that I've ever done for my business was starting a podcast. So thank you, Monica, for encouraging me to do that, for making it possible for me to put out one and two episodes every single week. Thank you also to Kelly McElroy for editing, um, for doing all of the show notes for me, for doing most of my graphics. You guys know I've talked about using templates, so I created the templates, but Kelly is a genius and she has been taking care of pulling all of the quotes and making sure that they look beautiful for my Instagram stories and feed. So thank you, Kelly, also for doing that. That's my team. I am so thankful for them and thankful for all of the help they have been. Again, thank you guys for listening every week. If you loved this episode and if you want to keep hearing more, go ahead and head to your favorite podcast app and click subscribe. That will get you the latest episode downloaded to your phone or whatever device you are listening to your podcast on. Um, You can also listen online at burnoutproofyourbiz.com. And if you would love to join the conversation, Instagram is the best place to reach me. I'm at Chelsea B. Foster, so come find me. I love to have chats with you guys on there. Um, It's my favorite place to hang out during the day. So definitely come say hi and let me know that you are a podcast listener. All right, thank you guys so much. Have a great day.